Welcome, everybody. It is time for another NHL uh, Fantasy Alarm podcast. My name's Andrew Dewhurst. As always, I'm joined by Chris Murray. How are you doing tonight, Chris? I am ecstatic, Andrew. The NHL season is here. We made it. One more sleep. Well, and by the time you listen to this, one more, uh, one more day at work, I guess, is maybe a way you could look at this. So, yeah, I mean... And I think we'll get right to it tonight. So we start with two games uh, opening night, uh, if we want to call them games. Uh, we've got Pittsburgh at Tampa. We've got Seattle at Vegas. Uh, we'll start in we'll start in Tampa. So uh, you know, I think I think when the NHL put this this one together, they must have been expecting Pittsburgh to be a whole lot more healthy than they really are. So, uh, you know, Crosby's out, you know, Malkin's out, you know, Gensel's out. Uh, Zach Aston Reese may also be out. So at this point in time, it appears that uh, Jeff Carter is your 1C in Pittsburgh. uh, And your 2C, at least for the time being, is... I think I think it's you, isn't that right, Chris? I mean, not far. I'm close. I'm, I'm, <laughs> but, I'm waiting for. I'm still waiting for the phone to ring. Um, yeah. But it's it's possible. Uh, I could probably travel over the border there. Center whoever on the second line is playing with who and who. Um, it's possible, but honestly, unlikely. And I don't think DraftKings will update the player pool um, in time to have me in it, which is unfortunate. Yeah, but the actual player is Devin Rucker, I guess. Um, my apologies to, to Evan or his family should they be should they be listening. Um, but and Danton Heinen now one like playing on the top line with Jeff Carter and Brian Ross. So that isn't gonna probably get it done against the, the defending Stanley Cup champs. Uh, so I mean I don't know about you, but from my perspective, if I'm like two game contest. I am 100% just putting all my money into Tampa. Like, give me Kucherov, give me Point, give me Hedman, and give me Alex Kalorn. Like, those are my four guys. I'm going to, like, ride or die with those guys. Because if Tampa, like, Tampa could win this game 4 nothing, they could win this game 5 nothing. It could be 5-2, but it could also be, like, it's probably a little like the ceiling for goals scored for Tampa on this game, probably like six. That would be my guess with no one to check that top line, right? No Crosby. Um, like, what is I, I just don't see how Pittsburgh's going to defend and do anything in this game. I mean, I think Pittsburgh's going to spend the majority of their time just, I guess, chasing the puck, if you want to say. Um, which is kind of normal um, at that point. This lineup looks really, really bad um, without basically anybody in it. It's, 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 it's really thin, and I think thin is a generous term to use for it, right? I mean, Jeff Carter is good, but he's no top centerman, right? Uh, Evan Rodriguez is who he is. Uh, then you got Teddy, you know, Teddy Bluger there, then freshly signed Brian Boyle off a full year of not playing in the NHL. Yeah. 
um, as your fourth seed. So obviously they're kind of um, thin but, there. And like the really confusing part to me here is like, why was DraftKings pricing Jeff Carter at 6,100? I mean, he's the second most expensive center on on the slate. The center slate, though, is very, very. It's thin. Yeah. Right. So I I kind of agree with you there. Right. I mean, at that point, you might as well play Braden Point and just eat the chalk. And if he does something good, if he doesn't, he doesn't. But um, I I, I wouldn't pay up for Jeff Carter. That's 100 percent sure. Um, I will say this. uh, I'm kind of actually shocked that. Uh, for whatever reason, Steven Stamkos is under 6K on DraftKings. He's $5,900. Uh, I just wanted to check if he had died, and Wikipedia says no. So, um, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure how we're getting to a Steven Stamkos at a discount uh, game one against a team that has literally nobody um, to stand in front of them, regardless of where, you know, Stamkos plays. I, I think Daily Faceoff has him on like the third line, which I think is absurd. Uh, he's not going to play with nobody. He's not going to play on a line with Corey Perry and Ross Colton. Like that's not that's not where you put Steven Stamkos. He's gonna, <laughs> no. you know, he's he's he's, he's going to find some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At worst, you know, like you know, shout out to Matt Zuzhozeff, but he's not like he's he's not holding that spot there uh, with Sorelli and Kalorn. So even at that, Stamkos will get those you know those top power play minutes, some cheap exposure to that. If you don't want to pay up for the Kucherovs of the world. Uh, right, the Andre Palats as well will be quite expensive as they should be. Um, but yeah, from a Pittsburgh perspective, if I was building a lineup, I have, I mean, almost no Pittsburgh, and I, I don't see where I'm trying to get value out of them because there's, I mean, I'm, I'm not going with any of their centermen, right? right. Uh, I'm kind of not going to pay up for Brian Russ at that point just because I don't think that's worth, you know, the dollars that I'm spending. And I, I mean, I, I don't trust Dayton Hine and Zach, uh, Jason Zucker, Sperry Kapanen. None of that excites me. So, yeah. And defensively, yeah. I'm not like I'm not paying for Latang. Not in this spot. That doesn't make sense for me. I, I agree. I mean, if Rust was cheaper, I would use him because he is somebody who'll shoot in volume. I think you can get like on on DK. I think you can hit the shot bonus because somebody's gonna shoot. Right, like they're gonna put twenty, probably put twenty shots on that. Uh, I'll be checking prop bets on this as well. Like, uh, I don't know, like to find out what it is for Vasilevsky, because like, depending on where they've placed his number, like uh, Fitzo at like twenty five, I'd be easy taking the under on that one. But like, somebody's gonna shoot. It's just a matter of like, I just don't expect a lot of success when they do. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think I have like, I built a lineup and I think I used Brock begin just cause he was 3000 and I needed the exposure that wasn't, um, that wasn't Vegas or Tampa <laughs> just to fill in the lineups because you can only have so much of each team. So that's, I mean, that's just going to be however it's going to be in my opinion, at least. So like you'll see some of those spots. Um, do I have faith in McGinn doing anything? Not even a little bit. But uh, when you only have four games being played, you gotta fill in your roster somehow. I think on the Seattle side of it. Um, well, we'll just... get to we'll yeah we'll 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 get to Seattle Vegas here in a second. But 
was there anything else you wanted to touch on in this game? Like, I don't. Oh, no. like, are you willing to use Jari in this in this contest? No. no. Yeah, like it's no. not good. It's, I mean, I'll I'll watch it because it's a seven o'clock. It's a seven thirty game, but yeah. I mean, I'm I'll you know have it in the background as I like got something in the oven or something. Like, I'm not paying again. No offense to the Pittsburgh Penguins and Tampa, but this one is a mismatch on paper. Um, and I don't see how this one be, is entertaining for uh, Pittsburgh fans or even for Lightning fans. This one should be, you know, it's it's crazy. It's just yeah. I, I I don't like I don't like very much here, which is why I have a little bit of Tampa Bay, just kind of because you need it, and then you try to get some value. But outside of that, there's there's nothing here that excites me. Absolutely nothing. Oh, well, I think it'd be plenty, plenty entertaining for Lightning fans, right? Like opening night, just completely like crush. Now that now that we've said that, like we can just count on the Tristan Jari forty-two save shutout incoming well, night one to ruin uh, everything. You know, I, I agree. Yeah. Well, I think I. Well, I don't necessarily expect that outcome. I like in a GPP. I wouldn't be completely against it, right? Like. How many like how many shots do you think Jari could see tomorrow? Like over thirty, right? It could easily be over thirty. It it should be over thirty. I'll say that. Like bonus comes at what thirty five? Thirty five like save plus, yeah. Yeah. So if he gets thirty five shots and gives up three, that's when you factor in like his cost. That can play, like at seven thousand four hundred. But I, I'd be okay with that. I mean, is it going to like? It's just on such a short slate. Like, is it going to be enough to win you a contest? That would be like my concern. Like, if I use you, right? I'm like, hey, look. Oh, well, let me transition to this it, from this point right here. So we'll. we'll so we know Jari's 7,400. We're going to now take a look at Vegas, Seattle. We know Seattle has five players right now who just went into the COVID protocol who are, we'll find out tomorrow if they're going to play. Uh, we know that they're missing Yanni Gord. So they're missing, like, they're going to be down their top two centers. They're going to be down, I believe, two wingers and a defenseman. So knowing this, games in Vegas, uh, should be a good crowd there. Would you rather have Jari at seventy four hundred or take Grubauer at seven thousand? I mean, I would honestly, I would take none. I'm paying up for Robin Leonard, and I'll live with the dis like the disappointment of him having to stop like twelve shots. You know, maybe give up a goal, so maybe like eleven saves on twelve shots, and just barely hit value because he couldn't get to that. I mean, I think Philip Grubauer is going to struggle a lot, right? And I think some people think that Philip Grubauer is like this elite goalie, when in reality, in my mind, I think he benefited from a playing on a good team um, in Colorado. So the this is going to be a nice little shock for him, right? And we've seen in the preseason a little bit, right? Preseason is preseason, so it doesn't really matter, but... It, like it, it wasn't pretty at times for Seattle, right? Like they were playing Edmonton and Edmonton just rolled over them even in a preseason game. You're like, okay. And now they're missing a whole bunch of 
just bodies, right? To be able yeah. to contain that. So, I mean, if you want to go contrarian, sure, Philip Grubauer is, I'd, I'd go Grubauer over Jerry, 100%. Um, but I wouldn't, like, that's even in a GPP, understanding that the upside is very limited with Robin Leonard. I think a lot of people probably pay for Vasilevsky, which I don't know if I think like out of the two most expensive, I'll take the extra $200 on Leonard than I would on Vasilevsky, just because I think that $200 savings is going to really push Vasilevsky's ownership up on a short slate like this. There's four goalies, right? And then when yeah. you have one that's eight and one that's 80, you know, 82, well, you know, Naturally, you'll save 200 bucks if you can. So you'll go with the second best option uh, on the board. But for me, it's 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 Robin Leonard. And I'm just going to hope that Seattle can generate any kind of like just take shots from center ice at that point. If you have to just yeah. do whatever yeah, you want to do. Right. My concern's kind of the same for both the top goalies. Like cash games, 100 percent. You've got to pick one of those two. There's no reason in a cash game to be taking taking Jari or, or Grubauer. Um, in a GPP, though, I have this idea in my head that Seattle's going to play up good defense, that they're going to block shots, and that their entire game plan is that, like, they're going to have to play, like, counterattack. They're going to not have the puck a lot because they don't have the horses and see what happens. So in that, I'm like, look, Grubauer could see... I guess you do the math, right? If... If uh, if Leonard sees 15 shots and he gets the win, he gives up a goal. He's worth about 13 points. You paid 8,200 for 13 points. That's not good value. It's not. That's not even close. Not. But it's not negative value, and that's where your risk, like that's where the risk comes in, right? Is like if, however, you know, you get 35 saves. Um. Right, that's that's twenty four and a half points. You get the, I think it's a five point bonus that puts you to twenty nine. You subtract nine if you give up three goals, and you're at twenty, twenty and a half points for seven thousand. So you had like twelve hundred more to spend, and ultimately, you get like another top player in your lineup. Obviously, the downside here is that like he gives up, you know, theoretically three goals and 10 shots get pulled and you're at, you got a big negative and now you have almost no chance to cash unless again, whoever you spent up for gives you like a, a huge night, right? Maybe that happens, but I mean, at a GPP, if you want to cash and you want to like have a chance to win at that thing, you're going to have to probably run that way, right? Like I just like when I think about game scenarios, right? Like I can st- if if all five of those guys somehow end up in the lineup, let's say like they get McCann and they get Alexiak in that lineup, so they, I could see this only being like a three-two-four-two type game, even with like Vegas winning, right? If he gets the shots, that's going to be good value. Maybe that gets you like Hedman. Maybe that gets you like Point and Kucherov. That's that's probably going to give you your best shot at winning. I mean, yes, the math makes sense. That uh, that for sure, right? 
Um, I'm just I'm I'm worried if let's say all four of those or five of those players actually are out of the lineup. Now you have yeah. at best an AHL roster, right? At best. And my fear is is that he gets absolutely blown open. Right. Right? Like he could give up five and not oh, hit sure, the shot yeah. bonus. And now you're in like like now you're in the red. So right. And that is very, very much possible here because, I mean, Vegas is a good team. Like you said, they're playing at home. They are, you know, they get the last change. They get the matchup, whatever they want, who they want. They have players on that team who can shoot the puck, right? Um, They can get it done. And I think it's more the fear of what Vegas could do to them. This could be a tight game. And the the closer it is, the better it is uh, for Seattle and Grubauer owners, right? Um, even if he doesn't hit the save bonus, right? I think he could, even if he finishes with like 30 saves and gives up, even if he gives up, let's say three goals, right? You're closer to value than ever, right? On it. But for me, I would just, if, if I wanted to play it safe and I think the reason why I would is because I, I know you can find enough value on this slate to be able to get you know, to pay up at goal, you know, at, at the goalie position still gets, you know, let's say your Braden points in, in the world and whatnot, um, and still find enough value. And, and, and the value that I'm looking for, and we talked about it earlier, uh, for me is Nolan Patrick and Evgeny Dodonov. Um, both of both players are skating on the third line. Um, but for now, daily Faceoff has them on the top power play unit, which is kind of interesting, right? Um, Mark Stone, uh, Max Pacioretty, and then Alex Petrangelo will join both of them. If if that sticks, right, even if it's just for one game and the power play does anything in general, having both those players on um, would kind of help here. Now, the, the, the idea is maybe Shea Theodore plays tomorrow. Um, I don't know per se if he will or will not. I know he was nursing some injuries. Um, if he does start, yeah, maybe there's a you know, an idea to look and say, okay, you could play Shea Theodore. In my mind, I would play Shea Theodore over Alex Petrangelo, um, you know, on most given nights. Um, I already have Alec Martinez in my lineup just because I know that, you know, he's going to hit his three block shots. It's going to happen. You know, on a seasonal level, he averaged, you know, more points than Shea Theodore, uh, right? Fantasy points per game wise. Uh, and he's still $200 less expensive than him. So to me, Alec Martinez is my new daddy. Uh, he's a shot-blocking king. I want every part of him there. And I've also put in Mark Giordano on the other side. I'm willing to pay up a little bit. The price tag is not necessarily great, but I expect Vegas to fire the puck a ton, and I expect Mark Giordano to get in front of a lot of those shots. He had 110 block shots last year. I think that's a okay total. I think he's going to see a whole lot more of those opportunities this year, having to block shots. And I need him to do a lot of that. I need him to block a ton of shots and maybe, I don't know, mix in a couple of shots here and there. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. And I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. I don't think it's, I mean, he's going to probably play 25 minutes tomorrow night. Um, kind of has to, right? <laughs> like, yeah. And I, I mean, I guess if I'm Vegas, I'm probably like, I wouldn't be surprised for Theodore to sit out because it's like, hey, look, they're if they're missing those five guys, like forget it. What's the point? You don't need to run him out there. If he's not 100, percent 
let them let them take two day two more days off. Um, I guess like when it comes to Vegas, right? The the conversation is typically line one, line two. Um, and when you're looking at it from a DFS perspective, uh, I usually run with the idea of like line one at home, line two on the road. Uh, and we both know uh, about. I think there's some shared love here for Max Pacioretty, right? Correct. Shoots a ton when he's healthy, and he should be healthy. Uh, he's a guy who'll go. He'll give you five shots, no problem. Matchup like this, he could give you three points, no problem, right? You're hitting two bonuses, uh, and he's a difference maker. The other thing to factor in here, uh, because it's a, such a short slate, is that everyone's going to be sitting either Tampa or Vegas. I, I don't think you can really sit in the middle. So it's like, if you got a pick, are you going to go, let's say, are you going to, would you rather do point Kucherov, Hedman, or would you rather do, we'll say, uh, Stone, Pacioretty, and Petrangelo? Probably going to be both similar, similar, similar costs. I mean, I would, I would hold Tampa Bay's side, just because even I, I think the, I think from an ownership perspective, I think maybe we see, you know, Vegas have the higher ownership just because Seattle should be that bad, and I think people's notions will be that the Pittsburgh Penguins are going to be okay. When in reality, if you look at both lineups, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're very, okay. very poor. And I mean, the power of Kucherov point and Hedman is just, it's so up there. Like on paper, to me, Hedman is better than Petrangelo, right? On paper as well, uh, Kucherov is better than Pacioretty, right? On paper as well, I mean, point is better than whoever else you want to plug at center there. So I think from that side of it, cost being somewhat equal, I'll go with the Tampa Bay side, you know, because it just, it makes sense. And if I can get maybe a split ownership there, if I can get half the field going the other way on Vegas, fine. Right. Yeah. I'll do right. That, that's not an issue, but I don't, that's why for me, I'd much rather go like, I've kind of split it down here a little bit. I've taken point. I've taken Stamkos. That's where I'm focusing on defense. It's pure. Just I'm, I'm looking to punt. I'm really chasing the, block shot Lots. bonus. I yeah. think that's where you can get a bunch. Um, I haven't cheaped out on my goalies, right? So at that point, uh, I try to get a piece there. And then I filled it out with just some players who are kind of going to get it done, right? Alex Kalorn there, kind of a player that gets forgotten around the edge here. He's 5,200. There's, you know, a ton of value there if you need it. Um, and then just to, you know, round it out, I put Jordan Eberle in here. He's $4,600. He's the best winger on the team right like I, I don't know anybody yeah. else um on that team who could generate any type of offense consistently uh Jaden Schwartz is maybe a conversation but I don't think like I'm not I, I don't have to go that far down um uh, well actually far down you'd have to have to pay up for him which is kind of wild so I'm not gonna do that when I can get Jordan Eberle at a somewhat discount and he's gonna play in all situations right he's gonna play the power play obviously um, he, you know, Giordano joins him there as well. So there's a little bit of correlation there if you need it. But I, I mean, you needed, I, I needed a cheap bullet. If, if that's how I'm building out my lineup here, I can't get 
a whole piece of Vegas up front or at their top line. And I'll live with the fact that I'm not going to get, you know, patch already and whatnot. And I'll live with the other side that I can't get Nikita Kucherov just because I feel like on a, on one of these short slates, right. You got to kind of look for that edge, try to see if you can get around some of the ownership and by getting at least good players who are going to somewhat contribute. If, if Patrick and Dodonov, for me, those are the, players who make the biggest difference if they can go out here and really contribute then i think most dfs players will be in a good a, a good position from there yeah I, I don't disagree with that i mean like this is this is the lineup i have put together this is a valid DraftKings lineup i got point sorelli kucherov Kalorn, dadnoff headman adam larson grubauer and riley smith and I have 500 bucks left to spend. Damn. Uh, and like, I mean, we talked about we talked about Grubauer, but like, if if Tampa goes off, and I don't see why they don't, right? Like, I'm double. I got line one, two, double stacked. Sorelli is awesome value, 3,900. And I would think about this. Like, the only scenario I would change here is like, what if I like, I could drop point. And this would kind of go to the Vegas side of this. It's like, I can drop point to change that to Nolan Patrick. He's 3,600. And I can probably get Kucherov and Pacioretty in the same lineup. Right. Um, which, which is intriguing, right? A lot of this, I mean, that said, right? Like, I, I think, like, from a value perspective, we talked, like, Dodonov on the top power play. Cool. Uh, if that comes to fruition i think that could i think they like they spent the money to get him i can't imagine that they're not going to use him patrick to me feels more like an illusion like why wouldn't you like you've basically run out william carlson on the top power play for the last two years why is that changing right like you could use Chandler stevenson who plays with two of these guys five on five why is that why would like, what is Nolan Patrick going to suddenly beat these guys out for the top, that top power play spot? Like, is he dynamite at face-offs? Like, is there something I'm just missing here, why he would be the guy? Uh, knowing, again, factoring in the fact, uh, factoring in that Vegas' coach is not going to tell us who's actually starting in goal till like, the start of the game, right? Like, he's going to just try to make somebody believe that they might run out uh, Laurent Brassois for game one. Like, we wouldn't already know that it's Robin Leonard. So, like, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a little bit of, like, deception there, even when it's not needed. So, like, I'm a little concerned about Patrick that way. Um, but, I mean, if that info is accurate, right, then, like, that could be found money at, like, two players sub 4K getting you, like, the two probably... Easily, I think the two best players available on the on the slate. Um, I can go with that. I mean, I've never, I don't, I don't typically love paying up for defensemen, but you do have to. the The thing you like about Hedman, and I think it's the same thing I like about Petra Angelo, is that they are two guys that can get hit all three bonuses. Right. Uh, Hedman being probably the most likely candidate uh, in the entire league to do it. Right, because he can easily give you three points. He'll shoot the he'll shoot enough. That's usually the one you got to worry about. Any block shots, 
So um, we'll see how it plays out. That's ultimately, but, uh, you know, there'll be some interesting combinations. I'll look forward to seeing uh, what the actual winning lineups start look like uh, come tomorrow. But something, something different is going to win it 100%. <laughs> something yeah, just some, wild. Yeah, there'll be some, like, and, well, that's the other part of these two, right? If both these games get out of hand, you can see a lot of garbage minutes. Yeah. Right? Like, Tampa's not going to roll out top line to for 20 minutes if they're up 5 nothing, Right? It's going to be, like, line three and four taking up the bulk. Uh, same thing's going to happen in Vegas. They're not rolling their top line if they're up big. They're going to be putting in, like, they're going to use the third and fourth lines way more. So, like, those... I guess, if anything, that would, like, if you think that that's a realistic possibility, further adds it, if anything, to the Dodonov-Patrick uh, combination. Because they would still be getting top power play, and they're getting those third-line garbage minutes. Those so, third-line garbage minutes are going to be important. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we've got that... Um, Let's touch. We don't. We don't have pricing as of yet for the Wednesday slate, um, which is. Uh, I'll call it the first real slate. We have five games. We've got uh, Montreal at Toronto. We've got the Rangers at the Capitals. We've got the Jets at the Ducks. Uh, we've got the Blackhawks at the Avalanche, and we've got the Canucks at the Oilers. Uh, part of me, as we discussed before we started, is thankful that Matthews isn't going to be playing so that I don't have to decide between Matthews, McKinnon, um, McDavid, and Dreisaitl all on the same night. Now I only have to decide between McDavid, Dreisaitl, and McKinnon. Oh, and we've got Panarin on this slate, too. He'll be somewhat expensive. But um, What stands out to you in this first game? I mean, from or, or on this first, we'll say, fuller night of games. Uh, I mean, the first part is obviously um, right. the the fact that Austin Matthews is going to be out of the lineup. Um, right, that's a huge, I mean, huge blow to Toronto. Yes, per se, um, but it is kind of what it is at that point, right? So I, I think maybe that adds a little bit of value here for Montreal, just because you can kind of find some players that you can target, even if they're on the road. I think it frees up a spot as well. Um, if you're looking at Toronto and some of the outside players at that point that you can kind of target, right? The Willie Nylanders of the world uh, might get downgraded just because, you know, I, I don't expect him to play with Tavares. Uh, Tavares probably moves up, plays with Mitch Barner. So there's some value there if you're going to try to attack that. Um, some outside as well. Nick, you know, Nick Ritchie's going to be there. He should fill in on the top power play as well. So I expect him to be very popular. Um, right out of the gate, night one, we'll see more of the rematch. Well, it's just, it's more of, I guess, that game that's going to have, again, for me, yes, the most upside. The Rangers and Capitals, I'm not quite sure what I'm looking at. Blackhawks and Avalanche, this could easily be a 2 1 game or a 6 5 barn burner. We're not really sure yet what's going to be. Um, the most intriguing, I think, from a DFS perspective would be the Jets and the Ducks. Um, I think the Jets are a good team but i think maybe the ducks at home there's some value to kind of look at as well 
So I definitely look at it as well. I don't know if I want to play Trevor Zeger as night one at home. Um, that kind of might be a little bit too rich for me on night one, but in a GPP, some John Gibson start the, you know, start the lifetime. Not, not a problem. Uh, and then obviously the Edmonton Oilers, right? Connor McDavid's in town. The Vancouver Canucks are, I guess, maybe a little bit better than they were last season, but not by much. Um, and it's always good to, you know, kind of start looking at your first McDavid slate kind of going, hey, do I want to pay 9K to play him or do I want to fade him and then watch him, you know, get five points and see my night be over, uh, right? And it's a 10 p.m. Eastern game as well here. Um, so a lot of us going to bed uh, in the green and then waking up the next morning and seeing we've missed all our money and that our lineup is now at the bottom of the barrel and, you know, Dick David yeah. is basically torsos because that's what happens to all of us, the East Coast, myself included, right? We go to bed at one point, we wake up the next day, and boom, McDavid has, you know, two goals, four assists. Uh, Drysidle has three goals, two assists, and some person was able to fit both those players in, and well, that was the end of our night. So, yeah, uh, very much. Uh, and especially like we have three West Coast games. So, like, that's going to be a lot of people um, because I think you're going to have a lot of money sitting in uh, in Montreal, Toronto, because it's Montreal, Toronto, right? Right. Big two biggest fan bases. You throw the Rangers into that, the three biggest fan bases in hockey, and they're all sitting kind of like in the early slate. Um, for me, when I look at Montreal, Toronto, and I said this as well, I think Montreal wins this game. I, like Toronto's not scary to me when they don't with without Matthews, right? Like he's such a like his ability to score is what keeps that team going, right? Like I don't love Marner with with Tavares because they're both passers, and I think that significantly downgrade downgrades the value of Nick Ritchie. Uh, I do like I, I look forward to seeing the pricing on this one because I, I I do think you could get like. I like Montreal's top line here. Like, I, I think you could see a nice night from Toffoli, Caulfield, Suzuki. So getting like two of those guys in, especially if they don't see big prices and they might not on this slate. Uh, I think there's value there. Um, I, I like the Rangers. I always do. I always love like the stack of like Panarin, Strom, and then like, I think if, if like depending on the pricing, you could look at Adam Fox, but I don't think you even have to go there. Uh, you'll probably get a guy like you'd just throw in like a, a Niels Lundqvist, somebody like that. That's a rookie. It's gonna be near minimum, especially when you got so much high end talent on the slate. Um, Jets and the Ducks. I mean, the Jets' top two lines are just really good, right? They got so much high-end talent uh, that, like, they're a sneaky play. Like, Shifley Connor, um, I'm not sure if they're, like, you you could, or, like, you could even be getting value on, like, Pierre-Luc Dubois with, like, Nikolai Ehlers, or, like, maybe you skip Dubois and you go, like, Ehlers-Wheeler. That's, like, that could be a combination that provides nice, nice results. Um, 
and yeah, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head with like the Oilers. It's like, look, if you're building multiple lines, you better just build one where you just take those two guys, fit it in, and figure out how you make the rest of the money. Pick a goalie and figure out how you make the rest of the money work. Uh, and then obviously, you know, McKinnon ran in. Like, that's not yeah. a stack to shy away from. And we haven't even talked about Patrick Kane yet, right? Like, so, like, there's so much talent on like this slate. Uh, the, the pricing's going to be like, you're going to see a lot of strange lineups, like, a lot of uh, stars and scrubs because of the high-end talent. Um, and, and I, I mean, I'm curious to see where uh, guys like Connor Garland get priced. I think he could be really good in Vancouver on that top line, kind of like take over that Tyler Toffoli style, like role that was so successful with Patterson uh, two years ago. Um I think Vancouver can still score goals. I think they're going to, like, I think Demko is going to see a lot of shots this year. That defense is maybe marginally improved. Uh, people will see, like, the name value on, uh, you know, somebody like Oliver Ekman Larson, but, like, I would, I doubt I'm going to be paying for it. But I'll be looking for block shots maybe in that contest. Correct. And I mean, let's not get it confused, right? Like Edmonton defensively is still uh, very, very bad, right? And Mike Smith probably gets the start. And let's remember that Mike Smith is 100 years old. So like there's goals to be scored there for Vancouver. The the, the question is, is can they score, right? Can can they get it done? Um, So there's definitely some GPP value here. I feel like everybody's just going to sleep on, you know, if Pedersen and Brock Besser and then pair them with you know, pairing with Quinn Hughes and you got yourself a nice little, you know, power play correlation uh, GPP stack right there, right? Again, Mike Smith is almost 100 years old and Edmonton defensively has not improved. Uh, if anything, they've, which is kind of wild, right? They've, they've actually gotten worse, I think, on paper. Statistically, adding, you know, Duncan Keith to your lineup doesn't make you better. And they did very little outside of that to do anything. So, um, I think there's some value there in Vancouver. I expect that game to be an absolute, you know, light fest, right? I expect Edmonton to be able yeah. to put up four or five easy and Vancouver to be able to put up at least three. So goals will come in that game. And I think I'll, you know, again, once pricing comes out and kind of looking around and seeing how much correlation I can get, you know, who, who are the cheap players that I can get to make that game work? Then I'll go ahead and do that. And and I think a lot of that cheap value might come early in that Montreal-Toronto game, right? Or maybe on the Winnipeg-Anaheim side. But the, the, that that game to me, I wouldn't be surprised if it opens. There are no odds yet, I think, for it. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if that one opens as a six and a half, which I think is also very quite friendly. Um, for think, which game? For the Vancouver-Edmonton one. Oh, yeah, it's at six and a half. It's at, yeah, which is where I, where DK it should be. Uh, easy over yeah. for me there. That over could probably hit midway through the second, right? Um, so there's some value there, I think, um, in that game. I just want to see, like I said, on night one, who know, or night two in this case, who knows what happens. Uh, we could see Vancouver win 2 nothing just because, you know, DFS yeah. logic, but... Um, it should be a wide open, a nice wide open affair here. And uh, again, I, I kind of want to see how Vancouver gets all that done, especially for Pedersen and Hughes, who missed basically all of training camp while they were trying to sort out their contracts. 
but what both players are going to look like. Yeah. Um, looking at goalies, like I think this is an interesting five games for goalies, right? I think you're going to see a lot of chalk on Hellebuck, and rightly so, going against Anaheim. Um, I don't mind. Like, we don't yet know if Ovechkin's going to play for the Capitals. Um, but if we know that Nick Nick Backstrom's out, so they're going to be, be have a little less depth at center. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily mind uh, Shesterkin in this game. And I wouldn't shy away from using Jake Allen against Toronto either. Um, just because, again, no Matthews. I think that team's a lot less scary. And Jake Allen was good in the games that he played for Montreal last year. So um, that would not be a surprise in any way to me if he came out of there with the win, had a pretty good night. Um, I worry about, like, like in Vancouver, I think in a GPP, you could you could try Demko. Uh, I think he'll make the saves. Like, he'll make some saves, but, like, it could be a five, still give up five, and that makes him worthless. Uh, and like Chicago, Colorado, like I don't know about you, but I don't love using like it's not that I don't like Kemper or Flurry, but this is the kind of matchup where I, I don't really want to pick a goalie in it. No, I don't want I I don't want a goalie coming out of that matchup just because again it could be one of those games that finishes two one or it could finish six five, and we have no idea yet what's going to happen. Like, it's yeah. kind of weird, right? Because, I mean, Darcy Kemper, right, from at least from looking at how, you know, season-long drafts went, a lot of people expect him to be elite this season, and I expect it as well. And then on the other side, you have, uh, you know, Marc-Andre Fleury, Vezina Trophy winner. So, naturally, you would expect this game to be a tight one, right? Or, or at least on paper should be. But there's so much offensive skill on both sides. Um, that I don't see that maybe being the case. And I could see, you know, both goalies maybe struggling just a little bit. That's a oh for sure yeah. high possibilities. And, so like you said, I'm I'm not going to invest dollars on goalies from that game, especially when, like you said, let's say Ovechkin doesn't play for Washington. Well, then Igor Shosturkin becomes you know very popular. Right. You talked about Jake Allen on one side. I like if Jack Campbell gets a start for Toronto. That's something that's you know, could be interesting. Montreal does, you know, generate a lot of shots, but those doesn't always necessarily lead to a bunch of goals. They're gonna be out Mike Hoffman defensively. We know it's a struggle for them. Um, you know, it could be good for Montreal. It could it could be good for Toronto. Jack, you know, Jack Campbell could see a, a decent amount of shots and still make saves. Um, yeah. so to me, there's no reason to go down that road. And I mean, Connor Hellebuck to me seems like the top goalie on the slate, so that's an easy one for you know folks who want to pay up there. Uh, and somebody's going to roster Mike Smith. Like somebody's going to do it. They shouldn't, but they're going to do it, and you know they're going to get rewarded. Unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, also you'll have to see what I, I really am looking forward to what the pricing looks like here. It's going to be um, too high. Or not, yeah. sorry, not not high enough for Mike Smith, right? Like, it's going to yeah, be, like, it, it, something that's just, like, borderline affordable and somebody's doing it, you know? Yeah, yeah, some, somebody's just going to find a way to make it work, you know? But, um, so, I don't think we'll go any deeper into the week, right? We don't have, we don't even really have pricing for, 
for Wednesday yet on those five games. Um, so uh, what we do know, though, is that uh, by that Wednesday you'll get you'll get your your DFS playbook. Um, we'll know certainly know pricing by then. Uh, and the other thing you're going to get uh, new this year, if you're just listening to this podcast for the first time over the last few weeks, is uh, is access to the, the premium Discord channel. So you have lineup questions. You want to know which goalie you think we, you should be playing. Uh, you got a place to ask. And uh, we'll be watching those chats leading right up to, uh, to lineup lock at, uh, I believe it's seven, it's be seven o'clock Wednesday at 7.30 tomorrow night. Uh, and, you know, we're, we're there to help you out and uh, help you make some money. So That'd be a good way uh, to start the week, right? A little bit of, just oh, a little yeah, bit of pocket best. change, a little bit of DFS money from the NHL. Yeah. So, um, thanks everybody for listening. Good luck coming into the season and uh, catch you in that Discord channel.